This podcast was created on the unceded land of the Woiwurrung and Boonwurrung people of the Eastern Kulin Nation. We respectfully acknowledge their ancestors and elders past and present. Welcome to the RMIT Culture Podcast, produced in collaboration with the Bowen Street Press. This episode, hosted by Michelle Swirsky, Callie Boyman and Joel Humphreys, is a highlight reel of some of the best moments from this year's Melbourne Knowledge Week. The RMIT Culture Melbourne Knowledge Week program was created and produced in collaboration with the Knowledge Week team at City of Melbourne, RMIT's Place Lab, the ARC Centre of Excellence for Automated Decision Making and Society, the Circular Economy Hub at RMIT, and the Victorian Circular Economy. I'm Michelle, recording from Latrobe Street in the heart of Melbourne. With its reputation for attracting creators, thinkers and innovators, Melbourne is often seen as the knowledge capital of Australia, a place that supports and inspires the exploration of new ideas. And since 2010, Melbourne Knowledge Week has been a hub for this innovation, a platform for these ideas to be shared and for Melbourne's diverse communities to come together and ideate our future. Now to Callie. Thanks, Michelle. So the 2022 Melbourne Knowledge Week was no exception. Questions about artificial intelligence, the impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic, looming climate change and the prospect of an imminent 5G future challenged event audiences to think deeply about this world and this amazing city in which we live. In this podcast, we can't wait to show you some of the week's highlights taken from three live events. What have we got, Joel? Hello. First up, we look at the Space to Shape Place live event. Try saying that ten times. Space to Shape Place. Space to Shape <laughs> The event celebrates the launch of RMIT's Place Lab, two shopfront-style research studios in Brunswick and Melbourne, seeking to empower the local community through research engagement and accessibility. Let's hear from RMIT's Director of Place Activation, Brock Hogan, to explain this initiative further. RMIT is famously known as a uniquely urban university. Our campuses, particularly our home up the street in Melbourne, is porous and open to the community. With RMIT Place Lab, we wanted to extend on that premise, not just in the way that our campuses could physically or spatially operate, but the way in which we engage with the local community around something as particular as urban research. See, research often has a habit of being hidden away inside university campuses. And so with RMIT Place Lab, we wanted to ensure three things. Firstly, we wanted to make sure that research projects, no matter if they're completed or still in progress, are visible and accessible to the broader community. Because at the end of the day, it's about understanding the city with the city because it's for the city. Secondly, we wanted to empower the local community to not just participate into that research, but collaborate as part of that research, essentially facilitating drop-in engagement as part of daily life. And then thirdly, we wanted to generate knowledge hubs of not just highly relevant research, but also locally useful activity, providing a mechanism for local community from which to deliver local impact. And so in seeing these three things, it became quite clear quite quickly that with RMIT Place Lab, we had this amazing opportunity to free research from being hidden inside of a university campus and instead take it street side. So that's exactly what we're doing with RMIT Place Lab.
So now we're back in the studio and we're all having a think about how to engage the wider community. Because once they're engaged, in what areas, what causes do we want that engagement to manifest? Where and how can we use that engagement to benefit the community well into the future? I'm throwing to our co-host, Callie, for her thoughts. I think one really key area of engagement, something that I'm passionate about, is the issue of waste. Okay, sounds interesting. But why talk about waste now? It's really relevant right now with a lot of sustainable companies talking about how they are reducing waste, and for good reason. Waste is a tricky topic, so let's hand over to Julia English, a PhD candidate in fashion and textiles at RMIT, and one of the speakers at the What Does Waste Mean to You event, along with MC Sean Truick, to explain. Because waste isn't one thing. We, we use one word, but it's not one thing. It's so many different things. Mm. Um, and I think when we start looking at waste and the different types of waste, that also helps feed that creativity. And I also think that's where research can really come in, is it can help us see the different types of waste that we have. And I think when we can see the different types of waste, that helps creatives see what they could do with it as well. Yeah. And we were talking um, before the session started around clothing as, as quite an interesting you know, product or, or set of products uh, is, is the actual connection we have with clothing. You know, we don't all, all you know, have a car, for instance, but we all wear clothes. So uh, we've got a strong uh, sort of connection to the way we dress, what, what we wear, you know, the statement we put out to the world in, in a sense. So, uh, you know, as part of this idea of reimagining waste, which is just materials that has no longer per no perceived value, how, how do we bring that emotional connection into it? And I'll open this to, to the panel, anyone jump in, but yeah, Julia, did you have any thoughts oh, on that? Many thoughts, no. <laughs> um, and I think that's where we really have to look at the different types of way that we interact with materials and the way that we bond with them in different ways. And I mean, I'm going to keep using clothing because, you know, it's my, my field, so it's what I'll do. But, you know, some people do get really attached to clothes. I am such a hoarder. I'll own it. I am a hoarder. But I have friends who want to have 30 pieces in their wardrobe. If they have more clothes, they find it mentally very, like, slightly claustrophobic and it's like that's really interesting right mm. like the fact that we interact with that differently and that's what we start to see all these different you know business models services coming up things like you know rental clothing maybe we rent more than just special occasion maybe mm. we rent everyday clothes you know it's also where we look at things like reselling like oh, I'm, I don't sell much because I actually just keep it all but some people really love it they will keep you know they'll grab something they'll wear it for a season they'll t you know they'll on sell it to somebody else mm. and I guess I'm not sure if that really answers your question but I, I think know. this idea of identity is also linked in with how we use things and how we connect with them and how that exists over time um, and that you know when we're looking at solutions we also need to look at diversity of solutions around that I think we can't expect people to change the way they use clothes because how we use clothes is part of who we are mm -hmm. and I think when we're looking at facilitating solutions we should be encouraging this sort of ecosystem and this you know complexity um, because I think that's the way we're going to bring everybody on board. Michelle again. It's clear that waste will have an ongoing and a big role to play in our future. But what will that future even look like? I'm here with our other co-host, Joel. Joel, in this age of seemingly relentless technological development, what do the experts have to say? 
For me, one of my favourite moments of Melbourne's Future as a Digital City event came in the Q&A with Alexia Maddox, a research fellow on the Digital CBD project, giving a rather spicy response to an audience member who will remain nameless. The audience member took issue with the whole concept of a digital city and stated that humanity is falling apart because of technology. I'll let Alexia take it from here. Her career has been building up to this question. I know. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So... uh, when we ask uh, what technology, what role technology has in human connection, right? So a, a vibrant city is a thriving city, which is uh, connecting its regions and, and its centrality to, to what people do, to the cultural diversity, to the thriving, the experience, the feeling, the moment, the being. And we missed each other when we were isolated. We uh, lost people. We grieved. Uh, essentially, what we saw in the survey was that uh, people use technology to stay connected to their family and friends more regularly than I would have expected. So that is still with us now. We are now separated by distance but connected by care. So technology is not... Uh, a digital city is not about what technology does. It's about, it's about what we want and how we can achieve it. And it is a tool, it is a way of being, uh, it is uh, things that we can do to enhance our ability to connect and be with each other. So Jason's heavy on the economy and that is really important because it is a powerhouse. So is the cultural thriving, so is the social identity, so is the way of being together. And technology is not about uh, intruding, connecting or disconnecting, it is what we choose it to be. So if you want to sit there and say technology is not going to be a part of our humanity, uh, the type of humanity that you're going to have will be eaten alive by the world around you. So it's about engaging with what we have, what we want, and shaping it to be how we want it to be. If you don't participate in that conversation, it's not only that you'll get left behind, you'll be eaten alive. Enjoyed those highlights? Want to dig a little deeper? Head to the next two podcasts in our series to delve into the ideas explored in the Melbourne Knowledge Week events, What Does Waste Mean to You and Melbourne's Future as a Digital City. You've been listening to the RMIT Culture Podcast. We'd like to thank our guests Brock Hogan, Julia English, Sean Truick, Zandy Powell, Alexia Maddox and Chris Berg. Our production team, Carly Godden, Callie Boyman, Joel Humphreys, Mia Purvis and Michelle Swirsky. For more episodes, subscribe to RMIT Culture wherever you get your podcasts.